When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You are now in the Corner Booth Podcast, a sports podcast from Billy Up Sports and the Billy Up Podcast Network. Here's your host, Jared Clay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Corner Booth Podcast. I am your host, Jared Clem, alongside my two trusty co-hosts, Miss Savannah T- Dean and Mr. Kevin Langley. We are packed today. We've got ALCS craziness. My boy Correa doing some damage, um, like the reference there, Kev. Uh, yes. We have – I don't even know what the hell to make of last yesterday's game slate. There were like eight games that make me just go, huh? And, of course, we have Savannah get, trying to contain herself because Monday Night Football features her Lions taking on my surprise pick, the Lions. So let's get rock and rolling, ladies and germs. Uh, first off, a uh, quick note in the ALCS last night, the Yankees basically winning the entire game, and my boy Mr. Correa slapped a nice uh, home run to knock the Yankees off and even the series 1-1. Um, I love Alex Bre- – my boy Alex Bregman, his quote was basically – you knew we weren't going home 0-2. Uh, I still have the Astros in seven. Uh, Kev, you got anything to contribute on this one? I know you want the Astros so bad. I want the Astros, but also if someone out of the NLCS can beat the Yankees, I'm happy. I don't think anybody really can just because of the lineup depth. But uh, Savannah, did you get a chance to watch any baseball last night? Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. I basically passed out about 8.30 after trying to watch 20 seconds of that awful SNF game. Oh, my God, it was awful. Oh. God, Jesus, I, I can't. The LA Chargers, I swear to God, are the biggest failure in Los Angeles since Disney stars, the Disney Child stars. But um, yeah, so we're moving on because it, it was a great walk off home run. I saw the Astros in seven. We knew this gonna happen. Moving on to uh, my favorite sports franchise, the Philadelphia Eagles, who got whacked in the jaw a couple times by uh, the Vikings, Stephon Diggs and the referees yesterday. Um, WP went on W. Uh, 94.1 WIP. Uh, we have a friend there uh, through our silent partner, Mr. Mark Riley, who uh, were fans of the station. Basically, he said it, that they're going to win. He's guaranteeing a win in Dallas on Sunday. And first off, I love it. Last time the Eagles guaranteed a win like this, uh, Tom Brady was sitting through for 500 yards and lost. So even though he basically outplayed Foles, just the defense sucked. I'll admit that. Um, guys, what do you think, Savannah? What do you think of Doug Peterson? Uh, Calling out the Cowboys. I mean, I think it's a pretty obvious thing to do now at this point. They looked awful last week, and then they looked awful yesterday. I also can agree that it's a guaranteed win. 
I don't think it's a guaranteed win, but I have a lot of high hopes because I feel like there is just something about this team. When they get the crap kicked out of them, and the next week they kick the crap out of somebody else. It's been the, their case since Doug Peterson took over in 2016. Kev, what do you got? I think it's not a guaranteed win by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, God. I think the Cowboys and the Vikings are about on par with skill. They have a similar build to their team. The Vikings just have a better defense and a di- another wide receiver to throw to. But the Cowboys, I think, are still – they're not as good as everyone said they were, but they're still 3-3. Three and three. They did okay. I think this Eagles team isn't that good when you give up four touchdowns to Kirk Cousins. And 333 yards. We're playing with basically practice squad guys and a couple of rejects, second, third round picks at corner right now. Uh, we have the worst secondary in football outside the hashes. So I'm sorry, you have second and third round picks at quarterback or at cornerback? No, second and fifth. Okay, you have second and fifth round picks. The Patriots' number one cornerback a couple years ago was an undrafted guy out of West Alabama. Next man up, figure it out. I think it's going to be a really close game. I don't know who's going to win. I'm not going to say the Cowboys are going to win, but Doug Peterson guaranteeing a win. You got to win by 21 now, and I don't think that's going to happen. Well, the one thing I've always known is that Dak tends to um, – Dak never plays, like, all out against the Cowboys. I mean, against the Eagles. He uh, Last year, basically Philadelphia took him the distance both times, and both times was a last-second play that kind of ended it. Um the year before, basically, Dak got demolished by Philly. And the year before that, more of the same. It's These two teams play each other so well. It's going to be really interesting going into this game on Sunday night. I will not be able to be communicated with Sunday night because I either may be jumping up and down doing backflips off my porch or screaming to the heavens why they've cursed this, uh, my Eagles this season. <laughs> so I've told you before, y'all got your one. Now you got to wait another 50 years. Yeah, no, we're not like the Jets. We actually have a real GM, not a placeholder for Woody Johnson. Uh, all right. Next up on the docket, my football. We are talking Lions. We are talking Packers. And since she is dying with anticipation, Savannah, what are you excited for tonight on both sides of the ball? I'm nervous. I mean, I get nervous for every single game, but um, I'm just ready for Aaron Rodgers to actually come out and play like he did when he played the Eagles. But, you know, actually pull out a win this time. All I'm thinking about is the last time that they played Monday Night Football. I don't know if you guys remember, but he put together a game-winning drive against the 49ers. So that was thrilling. So I feel like it's kind of going to be that same concept. I mean, I know, I know Detroit's a good team, so I feel like it's going to be like a three-point, four-point game at the end. Oh, yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that the Lions, of course, we've talked before. Me and Kevin have reiterated this. They love playing dirty. They love hitting. They love making the games ugly. And dirty, not, like, cheap and, like, injuring people. Like, dirty isn't, like, making the game not pretty. Like, you know, bump and run coverage, blocked field goals, grinding the football out, hitting a couple throws. They're not, like, you know, very uh, Mahomes-ish. They're kind of the polar opposite. But, um yeah, I expect a very close game. I still have the Lions only because Lambeau isn't much of a advantage until it starts getting really cold. And then you guys have probably the best home field advantage in the league, right. if not one of the top five. Because we saw Car. I mean, I'm not comparing Stafford to Car. Yeah, Stafford to Carson at any stretch because you know Carson's on a different level. Stafford really has ever hit, but Stafford has had success against the Packers going back the last couple of years. So it should be interesting. 
Right. Kev? I think you said I We talked about this last week. I think the Lions' biggest advantage is just coming from the fact that on paper, a lot of people not aren't writing this team off, but on paper, the Cow or not the Cowboys, the Packers look so much better. And I think that's kind of where this Lions team will thrive because everyone's going, oh, the Lions aren't as good, and they can just like they're they know how to win even if it's not pretty. And I think the Packers are better at that now than they have been in the past. With now that they have a better running game, their defense has improved. But the the Packers just kind of adopted this kind of play. The Lions were born in it molded by it okay thanks bane <laughs> so, don't, yeah. quote, don't quote all my favorite movies dude i, I caught it instantly yeah that was the point i know i all feel right. like it's gonna be like more of like the our like defense against our offense because i feel like it's like it evenly matched like if our defense can get to matthew stafford and keep him from making those like great throws that he can possibly make whether he has outstanding receivers or not like I feel like it's gonna be in more of our advantage because we know everyone knows how Aaron Rodgers can play no matter what defense he's playing against fair enough uh, you know if Rodgers is easily a top two three rated talent wise quarterback in the league top five in total mm-hmm. the thing is with Rodgers is that just the guy needs I, Adam's not playing is just right. shooting them in the foot you saw what he did against Philadelphia, and you saw what he – like, basically, the team had, like, bracket for him. That's why Valdez, Scandling, and uh, Allison were just tearing it up. But <clears throat> uh, I am excited for this game. I'm actually going to try to watch if I don't, like, pass out. For those of you who don't know, your boy's been suffering with dehydration all day because he's an idiot and kind of a bonehead, but he's suffering through for all of our great listeners. And surprisingly, I have a, we have a lot, especially at my work. I didn't realize that until I walk in. My boy called me out for burping on the on, uh, microphone once. <laughs> Coming for the, If you knew this kid, you'd find this so ironic because he's the biggest frat boy dude. And I love the kid to death. He's actually coming back from Ohio today. But uh, good person to work with. But next up, uh, Kev, this is kind of your forte, you being the department head of this uh, area. But a wild weekend in college football upsets-wise. I mean, it wasn't that wild. I mean, we had two, we had a couple of ranked teams go down. I mean, I, I of course on Friday was up watching my Hurricanes, you know, do what the what ACC ACC underdogs do on Friday and Thursday nights. Like I I didn't want to like think oh we got this, but something about that fourth quarter I was just like oh my god the game like the game feels different. And all I'm gonna say is I was prob I was wrong about Jerry Williams and I'll fully admit it. I think the kid's too young. Everyone knows how I feel about Nikozi Perry. I think he's got a ton of talent. He's just, you know, he's an idiot, but he's an idiot who leads a lot of comebacks. So that's all I'll say about that. But I really want to talk about Georgia and South Carolina. Now, on one hand, it's kind of embarrassing when you have a 20-point-plus line and you get and you give up only 13 points on, on uh, defense and you still lose in, what was it, triple overtime or double overtime? Double overtime. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Um, I thought uh, Mr. Fromm and that uh, Georgia offense was going to be able to like, run through South Carolina. I, I just <laughs> – I, I think Georgia will be fine. I think that's the other hand on this is that I think Georgia is still a very good team. They still run the ball more effectively than most SEC teams do. But I don't know. I just – I looked at this game. I was just like, hmm. Yep. Uh, the winners, the uh, title – the uh, – the, uh, the college football playoff representative from the SEC is coming out of the West. No doubt in my mind, though. 
I think two could come out of the West. You thinking what I'm thinking, LSU, Alabama? Yeah, I think even if one of them, if if one of their losses comes against the other, I think they could. And like that's their only loss. I mean, then I think both could make it in as like a one and a four or something. Yeah, I still think Alabama's got two tough games left. They have to do. Where's the Iron Bowl this year? Uh, that's in Auburn. Okay. That's going to be tricky, and then also, yeah. I mean, I mean, yes, they're in – wait, aren't they in Death Valley for uh, the game this year, or are they in uh, Tuscaloosa? I believe the... they're in Tuscaloosa. I, I mean, you know what? I Even don't if know. it was in Death Valley, it wouldn't matter. You say that, all I'm just going to say – I say that, that because Death Valley is called Bryant-Denny West for a reason. I don't know. New 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 Tigers, man. That's all I'm saying. New ti- new new uh new Tigers. Ed Orgeron lets go of the offense, and they all of a sudden are smacking the Gators around. Yes, the Gators are not as good as they've been ranked. My Hurricanes took them to the gun, and if it wasn't for a drop pass by our young tight ends, Florida would already have two losses. They barely snuck by Auburn. I think Florida was that one team that's been just hanging on by a thread in the rankings, and this kind of shows what I mean. LSU, they put up some good points against LSU, but you know LSU is not as known for their defense this year as they are offense, which I've noticed a lot. Yeah, but I still think Alabama is going to win against LSU. I think it's going to be a closer game than it has been in the past, but and then Auburn at Auburn, it's not a concern whatsoever. I don't think Bo Nix is a good quarterback. I think Alabama's defense, even though it's not as dominant as it has been some years in the past. I think they're going to be fine against a true freshman quarterback who's throwing for 200 yards a game, if that. <sighs> well, we're going to find out. Honestly, that's going to be a big game. I hope I get to actually watch that live instead of having to watch highlights like I did last time. All right. Finally, because so, uh, a lot of us have to go off and take care of stuff tonight, we are hitting into the everyone's favorite game, the one-sentence game NFL edition. So, of course, we'll go through all 14 NFL games that occurred this weekend, and all three of us will give you guys a sentence summarizing them. So, first off, Thursday Night Football, do we really expect anything different? Next. Kev? Sorry, I completely forget what Thursday Night Football was this week. Giants, Patriots? Really? Oh, that... Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, wow, Kev. I don't pay attention to those games. Also, it was like four days ago. I just had a long weekend. Uh, Yeah, that... Game was not pretty to start. Thank God Daniel Jones threw three picks. <laughs> and Sony Michelle at 86 yards, so that was nice. Weren't two of those picks in the first half? Um, I know one of them was. They both might have been. I know there was a fumble recovery in the first half for a touchdown. Also, I love the Patriots defense. Yeah. Savannah? Um... I hate the Patriots. Can I say that every week? Am I allowed to say that every week, or is that going to be? I mean, it might get a little redundant, but I mean, if you can add some stuff, like if they lose, be like, "Hat Patriots lost" or something like that. At least they'll be semi-professional. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> All, right. All right. Next up, Car- the London game. Carol, uh, Panthers win. Chaps. Kyle Allen's going to take uh, Cam Newton's job. Savannah. Buccaneers almost come back, and I kind of wish they would have. Give. Jameis, Buccaneers fans were hyping up Jameis way too much. <laughs> Six total turnovers. Dude, that sounds like a bad Madden game. 
All right. Uh, the Tua Bowl. Redskins and Dolphins. Two-point no conversion. Uh, Dolphins stay winless. Skins uh, and Dwayne Haskins are crossing their stars. They got that one. Kev? God, that was ugly. Also, quick point. That was not the Tua Bowl. That comes week, like, 16 when the Redskins or the Bengals play the Dolphins. That was a tank bowl because Dan Snyder is going to hire a coach who wants Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, so basically it might be, like, some guy who works at a news network because the line is not that long. Savannah? Um, the Dolphins could possibly go 0-16. <laughs> I think we might have two teams that could go 0-16. Oh, wait, no, we can't because the Bengals play the Dolphins. Yep. Oh, that's depressing. <clears throat> Dolphins 0-16, Bengals 1-15. Fair enough. Uh, Texans at Chiefs? Uh-oh. I thought what Mahomes was the best one. As in the best out of that draft class. Because um, you had even, uh, let me explain quickly, even weapons, close to even offensive line, and yeah, close to even defense. I don't know. Texans look pretty scary. I mean, they, they still are, you know, they're going to go into Foxborough. It's going to be crap with that, but, you know, at least they'll be entertaining. I think that the Chiefs defense is awful, and they're not winning anything with it. Yeah. Um, I called it. I think the Texans are, like, great, and I think Deshaun Watson is phenomenal. He blows a lot of quarterbacks. Okay. I know this is a one-sentence game, but, like, I think Deshaun Watson can have a race for MVP. Everyone's talking about, like, Russell Wilson and stuff like that, and he's doing phenomenal too, but I think Deshaun Watson should be very much in that conversation. I'll take that all the way to the bank. I'll, I'll acknowledge that take. Uh, next up, uh, Minshew Mania screeches to a halt. Saints beat the Jaguars 13-6. How the hell is Teddy keep doing this? Um... Teddy Bridgewater, it might be the Saints quarterback of the future. That'd be interesting. No, uh, no, Sawyer, our, our boy Sawyer's guy, uh, Taysom Hill. No, I'm sad about that. Yeah. All right, Savannah, what do you think, Saints Jags? Uh, the Saints defense, not as carrying this team, but the Saints defense looks great. Way, way I, I will admit I take I'm gonna take a where Jared was wrong pill here because I thought they were gonna be trash this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am pleasantly surprised. Their offense looks still kind of, but I mean that defense is gonna keep them in a lot a lot of games. So, um, Seahawks and Browns. Uh oh, two and four for Baker. Also, uh, best end zone celebration of the year when the uh, receivers of the Seahawks did the uh, Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Watching DK Madcap dance like that was all I needed in life. Kevin knows my love of that man. I hate DK Metcalf. Just because um, he put you up four touchdowns. Um, Baker has the same number of picks as Lamar, or same number as picks as Lamar Jackson has touchdowns, which I find hysterical. Yes. of those are off of tips. Are you really defending Baker right now? Oh, I'm Jesus. just saying. I'll defend Baker, but, like, it, unless he's hitting a wide-open receiver and their volleyball setting it into the air, if it could be picked off off a tip, you probably shouldn't be throwing it in that tight of a window if you can't make those throws. 
Yeah. Well, what Baker's magic was last year was doing that, but he was getting lucky at hitting those throws. This year, windows are sh- uh, shrinking up. Savannah, I, oh. I just think the Browns can't finish a game. They had a chance against the Rams. They had a chance against the Seahawks. The Browns aren't that bad of a team. They just don't know how to finish games. Well, what finishes games is blocking a good pass rush, and for the I think like third straight week in a row, a decent pass rush got after Baker a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up on the docket, Bengals at Ravens. I thought this would be a lot worse. Yep. Um, Lamar Jackson's still kind of struggling in the air. He can pat. He can run still. Um, the Bengals held their own for a while. It was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. I never realized Hollywood Brown is that important to that offense, too. Just mm. want to throw that out there. He kind of – well, actually, he's responsible for me winning because I threw Stephon Diggs in there just for the hell of it. I'm like, God, oh, watch. The Eagles are going to shut him down. No. I'm 5-0 in, in my big boy league, so that that's all that matters. Uh, four hours at Rams. Um – like I said, the 49ers are going to win this division, and the the Rams will not make the playoffs. Next. Give. Jared Goff is the next Mark Sanchez, and I'm saying that every week. <laughs> I'll take it. Savannah. Um, I know the 49ers are, like, more legit now, but I just, like, the Rams are just falling apart. They're not the team that I thought that they were going to be this year at all. Not even close. We need a bell for every Denny. Could do so bad if they had Todd Gurley too. Oh yeah, we need a bell in my in my room over here for every Denny Green reference that's made during our shows. Because I think that's that's reference number one of this show. We had like three or four last week, and Savannah is the queen of the Denny Green references. <laughs> All right, Falcons at Cardinals. Oh god. Ouch. <laughs> Dan Quinn getting a flight back to wherever the hell he came from. That was ugly. Yikes. I think another loss like that, and Dan Quinn's not even getting a flight. They're just going to leave him on the tarmac, a la Lane Kiffin. <laughs> uh, Oakland Raiders, always full of laughs. Uh, Cowboys at – oh, wait, no, sorry, Savannah, you did not go. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> uh, I still don't think Kylo Murray deserved or is as good as everyone hyped him up to be, even though he now has two wins on the season. Yeah. They are two, three, one. Next up, uh, Cowboys at Jets. Gee, it's like everyone's most handsome co-host called it. Um, the Jets don't. The Jets can score with uh Darnold in the lineup, and the Cowboys really suck from playing behind, from behind. So uh, yeah, that last two-point conversion at the end was scaring me a little bit because uh, that made my my team's loss a little easier on me, but uh. Good for the Jets. Even in victories, the Jets give their fans heart palpitations. You have to think that, like, even though the if Sam Darnold wouldn't have been out, how different this team would have looked throughout the rest of the season. Because everyone's saying, oh, the Jets aren't a real team, blah, blah, and then they come out and do this. I also think it's a hybrid of the Jets are better than we thought. And the Cowboys are starting their backslide. And speaking of backslides, on the backside, uh, the Eagles and Vikings. I'm going to give it one sentence. Howie, get a damn corner already. As in Howie Roseman. 
Howie, get a better quarterback already. <laughs> I'm going to smack you. <laughs> He's the only reason you were in that ga- damn game. I swear yeah, to God, saying. I need to like start like sneaking into the locker room and putting stick on everyone's gloves. Zach Ertz with a fumble, two drops out of the receivers, one by Jeffrey. That Jeffrey drop drove me crazy. It's just like I can't – like the dude, dude's doing everything he can. Like I texted Savannah. I'm like – She's like he's she's like what the hell's wrong with your Eagles? I'm like listen, I believe in eleven, but just not the rest of the team. But uh, Savannah, what did you think of the game yesterday? The refs helped you help the Eagles lose this game. Like the, the 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 shit that they called like was just ridiculous. It it was awful. I you know I hate coming after the refs unless it's blatantly obvious. But there were like three or four occurrences I think I remember Savannah mm-hmm. where they would call. A penalty in the Eagles, like defensive holding, pass interference, but then something all, as bad or worse would happen with the Vikings on defense, and they never called it. Mm-hmm. They called one defensive holding penalty, and that was in the first quarter. It Don't was, you think that the refs should be, like, disciplined or fined for, like, all these, like, wrong calls or, like, bad calls that they make? Because well, don't, it would straighten them up a little bit. I mean, they – the problem is with the refs, they don't get paid even half what the players do. Right. So their bare minimum, I think, is like what me, what I make a year. I think this is like their side job. Like one of the guys I remember hearing was like a rocket scientist or something like that. I don't know. He does it for he does it on Sundays just for like fun. But basically, I uh, yeah, the refs, the refs and Stephon Diggs beat the Philadelphia Eagles. So uh, congrats to Mr. Diggs and thank you for uh, at least getting me a win in my fantasy league this week. Uh, next, as my phone keeps locking, um. Titans at Broncos. Can you trade Derrick Henry yet, please? Kev? The Marcus Mariota era is over. Darn, you stole mine. (laughs) Well, you can go first next time because, I mean, I feel like the ones for the next game are going to be kind of boring. I mean, they just need to, like, not that they need to, like, purposely lose, but they kind of just need to, like, just bench Mariota, play Tannehill, and then only win, like, three or four games for, like, the next few years so they can get really good draft picks and, like, rebuild. Uh, Jacob e- Jacob Eason sweepstakes, anybody? <sighs> Washington quarterback, by the way, for those who don't yet know. Don't know. And uh, last but not least, the game that I was so bored of, I didn't even try. I, wa- I looked at the score once and didn't even turn it on. Steelers knocking off the Chargers. Uh, boring as hell. Next. Yeah, that that game was just awful. Start flexing games. I know, they they definitely need to, but the Chargers are making me sad. Like I really thought that this was going to be their year, and like they even had a chance to come back. Like at the end, they were like marching down the field, and then Philip Rivers throws an interception. Like what? Oh, uh, it's Philip Rivers being Philip Rivers. Um, I, it's ridiculous. Oh yeah. All right, Kev, do you got any weird stuff in sports today, or are we going Oh, do I? Oh, I'm excited. More history lessons? No. That's later in the week. I already got that lined up. Jesus, he's correct. Do you guys know what Saturday is? For the boys? Yes, but this Saturday in particular coming up. The release of the Air Jordan 10 Seattle, which I'm buying. The 19th. It's the third Saturday in October. Oh, God. And that means... It's officially Tennessee hate week. Tennessee, the last time Tennessee beat Alabama, the iPhone 
Snapchat, Instagram, Google Chrome, phones with GPS, Uber, Spotify, Airbnb, and anyone under the age of 12 did not exist. I was going to say, isn't it like 04, 05? 06. Jesus. I think Eric Berry was on that team. He's like a freshman or something. Or Arian Foster, one of the two, was on that team. And that was before Nick Saban got there, too. That was the Shula days. Yeah, fun times. But so, yeah, it's been a while. Uh, I don't think we're going to see that streak end this week, their big shooter. Oh, no, not at all. I don't think it'll end for the next couple of years. There's also a really fun Twitter account, if I can find it real quick. I don't think I can. It's days since, like, UT beat Alabama, and it's in the 4,000s. Nice. All right. So, y'all ready for last call? Yeah. So, uh, yesterday, uh, I saw, I keep seeing this story reoccurring uh, about the NBA and sleep deprivation. Now, from a guy who, you know, went to college, did full-time jobs, took night classes... Uh, lived my life up in college, you know, worked a office job. I was very, I know what sleep deprivation, deprivation is. I have royally effed up on life insurance policy applications because of sleep deprivation. But it's not, it's not anything to laugh at. And I mean, uh, who was the player today? I think it was Tobias Harris said that it was going to be like the NFL concussions. I agree to an extent where it's, it's affecting the game. But, and I agree, so, I mean, I don't even think it's that far, but I think it's something that needs to be called to. I mean, I, you know, struggled with getting sleep for a long time. I actually changed my mattress about a month ago, and basically my sleep has, like, skyrocketed. But it's it's turned into, like, sleep is very important. That's my, uh, the more you know thing today. My public service not for all you boys and girls. And also, drink a ton of water before you get, go to bed so you're not like your favorite co-host over here dying in silence. You guys, anything else? No. Go Packers. Fair enough. Uh, lions all day. Uh, so, probably the shortest episode the three of us have ever done. That's what I was thinking. I mean, Savannah, I think it's almost time for you to uh, unveil your uh, your uh, new segment soon. Almost. We're getting there. She's uh, still brainstorming, folks. She just wants to make sure the smoke's last call on weird shit in sports. <laughs> but, of course... Uh, as always, follow us all on our Twitter accounts, which are in the bio at Corner with Pod, as well as on our Instagram page at Corner with Pod. Check us out. We are now actually getting more active, which is embarrassing for me to have to admit that. Uh, via our Instagram stories, we'll po- be posting links. Um, and be ready for some cool stuff coming, uh, besides Savannah's segment. Uh, we're going to try to get possibly some former guests of mine. Also, tomorrow morning, um, along with this episode, I'll be releasing my next edition of the uh, uh, Sunday conversation, even though it's Tuesday, it's my only day off. So, uh, I interviewed Raphael Haynes, the founder of the Three Point Conversion, who uh, was honestly one of the biggest, um, you know, insp- inspirations for Belly Up. He's one of the first and the pioneer of the independent sports blog. These guys have access to a ton of different venues and teams. Check out the interview; it's gonna be great. He's actually gonna hopefully come on a few times the rest of the football season. Atlanta native and all around great guy. That about wraps it up with that little plug right there. I'm Jared. That's Savannah. And that little uh, troll over there is Kevin. We will see you guys Thursday. Bye.
Thanks for listening to the Corner Booth Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and on Twitter at Corner Booth Pod.